Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. I do think after this weekend, Hunter should be on serious guard. not too cocky, but it's, it's a, there's a fine line there, and he's, he's running it. Welcome, everyone, to Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Got Ryan Villapoto there, my co-host. And uh, before we get started, like always, we need, need to thank uh, United Motorsports. We appreciate you guys. And, of course, Quadlock and uh, Boxo USA, some great partners, great product, and uh, we, uh, we appreciate all your support. And, man, just I want to dive right into it. RV, you were there this weekend. And Washougal, we're going to do this recap. Um, but for, before we get going, let's just do what all the, what all of our listeners and viewers were talking about and sending us questions. We got a sound clip from Hayden Deegan uh, after his dub, uh, the second moto. Uh, let's roll that sound and uh, start it from there. Oh, uh, man, uh, I've been watching too much David Goggins and Andrew Tate. Those last few laps, I'm like, I'm putting my heart into this thing, baby. And, man... It's nerve-wracking, and uh, I'm sure it's nerve-wracking for Hunter, too. He's supposed to be winning these things, and uh, I'm glad I could beat the American up front uh, for all the fans. <laughs> uh, Confidence there. Right. So uh, before we get into it, and uh, again, like what we, what we did last week, we'll integrate the questions into uh, our analysis and recap. Uh, you were there. Uh, what was your initial reaction? Well, I mean, it was, uh, I think actually, so start with the track. I thought the track was probably one of the better, better Washougal tracks to, to uh-huh. race on. Right. Um, you know, watching Hayden, you know, first moto was a great moto. I mean, you can't, can't ask for really any more, right. Get, get the whole shot pretty much. I think he led every lap. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was a great ride, but honestly his ride for, in the second moto, um, was pretty unbelievable. I know that there was some two to three laps to go. He pushed it down into the fifteens, two fifteens, where, you know, average for that for for second moto was was seventeen eighteens, and he just started laying it down. You know, love him or hate him, um, you know, uh, Hayden Hayden is 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 laying it all out on the line. And number one, he's showing up uh, with this pressure on him. You know, like I think that was a huge weekend for for Hayden. So I've been saying it, RV. We've been talking about it on Title Twenty Four all year long. I've been impressed by what he's been able to do. We talked about him so much during Supercross, and you could see how uh, how he could adapt, how he would adjust. And, um, yeah, his results uh, speak for themselves in Supercross. Uh, he's continued to impress both of us and a lot of people 
I feel like um, I feel like the reason we're able to talk about it and not to uh, uh, bang our own chest, but we the reason that we know what he's going through, and I feel like I could speak for both of us on this, is we we lived outside of the media attention and what what in the in the spotlight he's been under since he was a little kid with just uh, how popular his dad has been and, and, and his sister. Uh, we lived what he's living on the motorcycle and the adapt, how he's been able to adapt, adjust, learn. Um, you and I did that at his level. So that's how we, I feel like we resonate mm -hmm. with him. But I, I talked about it like you have these steps that you go through. And up until about the last two weeks, I said, the next thing that he has to do is he has to find a little bit more speed because up until this weekend, I do feel like Hunter was the guy to beat. It was his to lose because he could run really good laps for two thirty fives. And if, if, if Hayden didn't want to rely on something like rely on a little bit of luck or some misfortune from Hunter, he's got to find a little bit of speed and that's going to be the next the next stepping stone for him to go that deep, to go that long, both motos. That's really what he, that's the next, that's evolution for him. And based on what I saw and what you're telling me, we feel like he has, he's made that, that next step. I, 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 I agree with you, Ricky. Um, and here's the other thing too, is like you, we've been watching Jet and Hunter for, for, for quite a while now and watching, how precise and, and, and almost perfect those two riders are. Um, and now it's, it's a little bit of like, you know, I, I'm sure from the fans perspective, it's a bit of a, it's, it's some fresh air. Like he reminds me a lot of watching you race or myself hanging yeah. it out, not the prettiest, but he's the fastest. He gets it done. You find a way, right? right? You just it's, find a freaking way, man. Yep. You find a way um, you're able he, right now. I mean, right now, Washougal Hayden was able to push the push and ride on his limit there and be consistent, have consistent laps, be consistently the fastest there. Um, and, and dude, guys, Washougal's no joke. Um, with the with the transition between sun and shade, um, being that it's that it's fairly one lined. Um, you really got to set your passes up. You really got to be smart. The roost hurts unbelievable. Um, you know, like back to the one line part, you're, you're riding a lot in, in those guys' dirty air, which you're yeah. just eating, you know, that is one of the worst tracks for, for roost. So I think, um, just watching the performance moto one, moto two, mainly moto two for me, um, I, I to answer the question or to, to back you up is yes. I think he's made that next step, that next jump that he needed to do, um, with three rounds to go and yeah. the points now very close. Right. Um, so uh, to integrate uh, the questions, do we had so last week, obviously, most of the questions were based around Chase and Jet because of how well Chase has been riding and everyone thinks he's going to take him down, which is a good chance he could probably um, wipe off uh, the perfect, perfect season that Jet is having right now. But uh, now all this week, it's all about uh, about Hayden's and Cassidy dot Peacocks asks. How does Deegan's one-one affect how the last three rounds go? You, you take oh, man. I, well, number one, I think I think um, you know coming into Washougal, um, Hunter had a ten-point lead, not a lot, but had a nice little cushion. So I believe that now that this 
this points gap has shrunk and it's, it's very close. Um, um, pressure's on man. Like Hunter cannot afford a mistake. Um, neither can Hayden. So it's going to be very interesting to see, obviously you have, you have a, uh, you know, a young gun coming in and then you have uh, Hunter a little more been in the class a while, more of a veteran. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they both take their, their, their racing craft into these last, into the last stretch of the last three races. I, I mean, I think ultimately, I think the pendulum has swung. I think Hayden has the confidence. He has the, he has the, um, the momentum on in his corner right now. And with his starts, um, being, being on a lot of the times we know that star racing bike is, is probably the fastest motorcycle on the track. So, um, you know, that's just another feather in their cap lining up for these last three rounds, knowing that, that you have a very high probability of being up in the top three. I think that's been a little, you know, if you go back from the start of the season, um, Hunter hasn't been in put, hasn't put himself in terrible spots, but he's a lot of his moto wins. He's had to come from, um, you know, third, fourth, fifth, uh, and come up, but you give, you give Hayden a, a whole shot and Hunter's fifth. Now, now we have issues. Now he's got problems. I feel like, you know, he's really going to have to ride or override or push it a little harder than he may want to, to, to bridge that gap up to, up to where Hayden, uh, it will be, or if he does get the whole shot. Yeah, totally. Uh, so Cody Roth, Rothschild, and this is a, it's kind of like, it's a great second question. Do you think Hunter is worried about Deegan or is he confident that this is his title? I'm going to, uh, you answer first and then okay. I have. An yeah. I, I mean, I not hundred percent with the points of the way it is. It's motorcycle motocross racing. Um, I, yes, I would say he is yeah. a bit nervous. Um, I think that their program is very, very solid. Hunter's program is very solid. So I feel that, you know, he's going to approach these, these next three races, um, no different than he has um, the previous races, put himself in a great position. Um, but like I said, we can't get away from talking about how close the points are. One slip up, like we saw at Washougal, push the front, you know, Hunter falls over, you know, and, and gives Hayden that race. Right. So, um, you know, like I said, we only have about six motos left and can't afford any mistake from, from Hunter or, or Hayden for that matter. Yeah, I taught I text uh, Johnny O'Mara uh, this morning. I'm like, dude, no more gimmies for you guys. And he just basically says, no, we have to be perfect. And uh, to to back you up, and just to second what you're saying, RB is, yeah. I mean, I feel like Hunter. He has got to ride superbly. He's got to get great starts. He can't override. He can't be laying on the ground. And uh, to 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 Jeremy Werner's uh, question, yeah, I think. I do think after this weekend, Hunter is for sh is for sure shook. Maybe not shook, but he is. He should be Concerned. on serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. He should be on serious guard, um, especially especially if if Hayden is able to respond and ride like he did in Washougal. If he rides like he uh, in Unadilla, like he did in Washougal, dude, it's it, it is game on. And I would think to your point, the pendulum is confirmed that it is swung in, in Hayden's in Hayden's favor. And again, I go back to what you were able to accomplish because I watched you do it uh, when you first came on the scene. Uh, you just, once, once you made that jump, no one was going to beat you unless you beat yourself straight up. And I, and I wanted to share this story 
with our viewers and listeners. So I remember like my rookie year when I was racing Lammy and Wyndham, dude, I'll be straight up. I would say like I was at a level, the first four outdoors, I would say. But then when we got to like midway, I was a little bit closer. And then the latter half of the season, then I was finally, I feel like I was to a point, I made that jump like Hayden did this weekend. And I was kind of like worried, and you and I, we've had this conversation on Title 24 about you're always playing games with yourself and you're like, did I, was that just a fluke or did I really make that next jump? And then by gosh, the next weekend I went back and I was still, still running up front. And you know that you did the Mm -hmm. same exact thing. And that's where I feel like if I was Hayden, I would be like, okay, can I do this same thing in Udilla? And if he does, if he comes out good in that first moto, oh dude, it's going to be fireworks. It, it, it really is. I mean, dude, it's, it's so close. And, yeah. and I think, you know, I mean, take Hunter's Southwick, right. Um, mishap, um, nothing, nothing that, that was his fault just to bike, uh, you know, it, it, it totally changed the trajectory of, of this 250 class. Right. So we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it if we wouldn't have had a DNF from, from Hunter, but it's motocross racing. That's what happens. Um, went there, DNF lost, uh, 25 points. Right. And it put Hunt Hayden right back into the mix and he smelled blood in the water, man. And he was able to make it happen. I think that's the most impressive thing is, is okay. He got given a gift, yeah. but now what do you do with your gift? Can you, can you, get use that gift to your advantage and and you know a lot of guys cannot you know it it brings a whole it brings even more pressure okay now i'm only within 11 points or i'm only within 10 points now it's close now it's on me to make up the difference um and that's exactly what what hayden did yeah and i think dude i mean like he has proven himself time and time again like just go like people are i know there's going to be some haters on what we're talking about like oh dude you're just you know, Hayden, you, you just love him, guys. But if you look at his history and his trajectory from the year, right, and Supercross and then Motocross, every every time that he's went through a situation, dude, he's comes he comes out the other side better. Mm-hmm. He's a quick learner. I know on, on, on Vital, he was talking about he learned something uh, about the bike that has helped him out tremendously. Dude. Same like yourself, same like me. Once we, you know, we keep learning, we keep learning, we are able to apply that on the track. I feel like he's learning that like you and I did. And dude, I'm sure you can speak to it. Like I know, like once you figure that stuff out, it, it's only going to help you. And I just look at the research from this past year and every time he has done something wrong, dude, he learns from it and he gets better rarely does he make the same mistake twice prove me wrong right yeah no go back anybody anybody that's got a question about it go back to uh the start of supercross and pull the eight races and and look at his finishes um and look at his rebounds on some of the ones that some of the finishes that weren't very that weren't great um with outdoors go back and and look at every single moto and and look where he started look at his consistency look at his pitfalls and then um you know then you can see that, uh, you know, that it doesn't happen very often. It's probably going to happen again every now and then, you know, like mistakes are going to happen in our, in our sport. That's just what it does, but he's doing a, a phenomenal job being able to, um, combat the, 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 
the race wins from Hunter. Um, and when he's struggling, like Southwick wasn't a great race for, for Hayden, um, either both of those motors motos. Um, I thought he was, he was good. He managed his way through, through Southwick, but, um, with decent points, but it wasn't great. And then able to just rebound, um, you know, here at Washougal a couple races later and, and go one, one. So, like I said, I think the pendulum has swung. I'm not saying it's swung into to the direction where Hayden's going to win this championship, but um, I, I don't think a kid like that giving him too much confidence. Like we just watched the the replay up on the podium. Yeah, and he's living on cloud nine, dude. Um, and that's hard to that's hard to you know race against a guy like that. That's that's uh, that everything is clicking with. We got a lot, we got so many questions. I mean, you saw it like <laughs> his podium speech and he said it again, like in the post-race conference, like t- do you, do you think he's doing that? Like, is that, he's, uh, is I mean, I, look, I, 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 yeah. Like what you think? You know, I think that, um, <laughs> I think that this is a, this is, this is something good for our sport and why I say it's good for our sport is, um, having different personalities, going back and watching AP's podium speech, right? Like I'll bring him up real quick. It's great to be up here, and uh, yeah, that was a great moto. Uh, I got to thank the team. Um, you know, my smoking hot wife back home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby, let's go! Yeah, we get two weeks off, so I'm looking forward to it. Go hang out with the family and uh, do some cool stuff, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, he just likes, I mean, that just looks to me like a Dale Earnhardt, you know, just like a, a guy that's just totally in it. It was a great podium speech from him having those characters. And I think that's what I think watching our racing is, is building these characters. And I think Hayden is doing a very good job like that. Like I said, love him or hate him. If you think, if you think he's cocky, if you think um, Brian's cocky, yeah. I mean, I don't love everything Brian says. Do I yeah. watch everything Brian says? No, I don't do. Do I think a lot of, do I think some of what he says? I'm like, Oh, come on. Like, yeah. Stop preaching at the camera type thing. But dude, they're putting the work in, they're putting the time in. Um, and, and Hayden's showing up every single weekend. So I, I, I do like that, that he's able to, to throw it out there, um, you know, and, and be a little cocky and, 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 and also too, I think it's, it's, it, it is who they are. They've kind of, he's been raised that way with a camera in his face for a very, very, very long time from a, from a mini kid. And he's, he knows how to deal with that stuff. And you know what? There's a lot of guys that can't deal with hearing somebody like that up on the podium. Like I'll use Jason Lawrence as an example with, you know, Ryan Dungey, completely different scenario, but still just that fly that never would go away. That was always bothering you and he got in Dunge's head um, yeah. for for <laughs> for the lights championship for Supercross. So um, maybe that's part of his strategy. Um, honestly, I, I think it's it's it. I, I do I do like it. I I think it's it's not too cocky, but it's it's a there's a fine line there, and he's and he's running it. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be exciting for sure. I think I'm now after an excellent performance that I've seen from Hayden, and like I talked about, that next step was to be able to run with Hunter two motos um and not having to rely on something a misfortune from hunter because that's super hard you know how that is uh that's going to be interesting to see if if hunter is able to get get feeling a little bit better he made a quick mention about the bike 
on the uh, on the post race interview. So maybe maybe they need to find a little bit more there on the bike. But nevertheless, I feel like his back's against the wall. And whether whether Hayden wins the championship or not, I think if Hunter doesn't win this championship, I think he underperforms. I think Hayden has overperformed. If it's stopped right now, that that's that's the way that that I look at it. I mean, it sucks. It is what it is, but that's how I feel, dude. I mean, yeah. you he he has, he's got a great he's got great team personnel. You know that HRC team is great. His dad is really in tune. Johnny O is in tune. I mean, Johnny's worked with the best guys. So the race strategy strategy is there, and it is straight up to Hunter. I mean, whether the bike is a little off or not, sometimes your bike isn't going to be the best. And mm -hmm. I don't think that they're going to be able to get it better than that that star Yamaha uh, before the last three rounds. So he's just he has to go out, and he has to execute perfectly straight up. There's no two ways about it. And – you know what? Maybe it's too late. Maybe Hayden can run that pace, dude, and just and and wear him down. You know, Ricky. Do you, Ricky, do you think that that strat is like strategy wise? Let's talk about just starting gate position. Do you think that we are like I said, we already know that that Star has one of the, if not the strongest bikes on the on the track. Mm -hmm. um, for strategy wise, do you think it would be? And I haven't really paid that much attention to where they're lining up, but on av on on majority of the time they a, a lot of the guys as you know like the, the, there's only so many good starting positions or where you'd kind of want to be the sweet spot on the gate but mm -hmm. do you think it's in maybe hunter's better best interest to maybe move over say like five gates to the inside or five gates to the outside depending on the first turn to maybe get around some guys that aren't as a good good as starters or maybe not as good as bikes to initially get out of the gate and not get closed off and be able to have himself in that top three, top four spot in the first turn, instead of just going up where every, all the top dogs are and yeah. expecting to have the best reaction time. And at that point, even if you have the best reaction time, do they pull him to the first turn? Because like at, at Washougal, it's a long start with that little rise in it. You know, horsepower is king in that scenario. Yep. No, a hundred percent. I think, yep. I think he needs to do that at this point. I don't think that he should start next to, to Hayden. I feel like he needs to go more to the inside, um, get, separate himself from some other good bikes. And at the same time, I feel like he needs to play a little defense. I say he needs to go out and he needs to execute. In my mind, if I'm coaching him, part of that uh, execution is lining yourself up in the proper proper start proper position on the start right based on where uh hayden is so mm -hmm. completely like part of execution is not always playing offense part of it is you have to have a good defense plan you know and and, and put yourself in position i feel like if hunter can be up in that top three top four on the start that's different than being seventh yes yep so, no and I, and I think if he puts himself in that top three instead of coming from seventh like you said he's only got you know, two or three guys to go through. Um, and, and, and Hayden's gap at that point, let's say if in, in, in all scenarios, if he were to pull the whole shot and Hunter's fourth and he makes some quick work, you know, instead of coming from seventh and then you're maybe 12 or 14 minutes into the moto on a, on a track like Washougal to make those passes, because we know it's, it's a harder track to pass on. Mm -hmm. Um, it just puts him in a better position sooner to where, because I think head to head speed, I think Hunter can go, 
um, as fast or faster than Hayden. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think with the way Hunter rides and his technical ability, I think he, he can, he, he could close the gap on him, but honestly, Sakamoto at Washougal, I don't know if anybody was closing the gap on that kid. Yeah. I, we're going to find out. I, mean, I just mean, bro, I, he did a 15 did. and the next ones were 17s. <laughs> I know. I, I, it, yeah. I mean, I, I need to see, dude, if I'm saying it now, if, if Hayden backs up this performance at Unadilla, it is game on dude. He is, and, yes. I t- and I think two good tracks for both both riders. Deegan, Hayden, little Cindy rides rides close to the edge. You can get away with Dilla's. more at, at Dilla. Yep, big, big wide track, high speed, um, and then technical, uh, and then Hunter's technical side. Um, you know, I think is going to suit him well at Unadilla too. So we should have one hell of a race if those two oh. get off the line together. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Outside of outside of those two guys, I mean, we've chewed up so much time on on just the 250 class, and it was a lot like last week with with Chase and, and the Jet scenario. Um, Justin Cooper, I think he was in a great spot, wasn't able to make it happen. Um, he's, I mean, he's hanging on by a thread, but th- this isn't going to be a popular. Comment. I mean, he he rode very well. He rode very well, but dude, hate like once again, Hayden was just on another level. That second moto was able to mm-hmm. suck Cooper up, and then the past over the past for the lead, which I call it the 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 mini um, the mini Chuck Sun jump. Um, yeah. You know, like just sending it in there, went really deep, landed in that hole. It didn't land on the brakes though, so the bike was able to recover. Was able to pass him on the outside. Yeah. Um, and then just literally just run away with it. You know, like at that point, I think Cooper, Cooper knew he couldn't, he couldn't run that pace. He, he looked to be a little bit, um, he, out of gas also. Um, and he just kind of, uh, you know, let it go. You know, if that, if, if, if that's the easy way to say it, let it go. He didn't have anything for him. He, he was just on another level. Um, last one for the two fifties and we're going to move on. Uh, we talked about, we needed to see, um, we needed to see Spring Creek till we base our decision on on Hayden and and or who goes to uh, Motocross of Nations and post seven nine four one. He says, "Do you guys think that Hayden uh, goes to Des Nations for the U.S.? If not, then who?" Um, I think I think after this week's performance at Washougal, he goes if he rides the same way he does in, in Unadilla like he did in uh, Washougal, then stamp it 120%. If not, I think you need to consider uh, Justin Cooper, just because Justin Cooper, uh, he raised up last year, did a hell of a job. Um, so, but if he rides the same way, dude, it's it's stamp it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I do. I, I think um, I think they're both great candidates for, for okay. the lights class. Um, I personally... If I was running Team USA, I'd have to go back and I'd pull all the information out of each of the moto finishes and I'd have to look and dissect it. Um, yeah. But just off the top of my head, if you were to ask me to say pick a guy, um, I know they're both gamers, but right now with with Hayden's confidence and where he's at and how he's riding the motorcycle and and just what I know that MXON brings and what kind what you have to bring um, to MXON. It wouldn't scare me one bit to to um, 
pick Hayden Hayden right now. Um, yeah. Well, Cooper Cooper can't go. He's getting married though. That's right. Actually, actually, oh. I did hear that at Washougal. I believe Cooper yeah. is has so already said he's he's an, he's out. He's getting well, married. Then with that, then then for sure I'm going Deegan. Yep. Yeah. He's, no, gonna, get I, I he's so. gonna get better, dude. He's gonna get better from from this point on. He's gonna get better. Hey, and he's I, not a bad and he's not a bad mud rider. You know, we know we're going to Europe in, in a, a way later time of the year. It's at Ernay. Um, you know, it's everybody knows how if anybody's ever been to an MXON or or watched it, it's it's and and I know a lot of people haven't been in the inner circle, but dude, it's it's a very high pressure situation. And um, he does great in those positions. He's been in it all year. And he does great in those positions. He's got the speed. He's got the platform. That's one of the best platforms out there. So I think it's a win-win regardless if you send him um, or if we, if we pick him and send him, I think it'll, it'll pan out. Um, right. Not saying we're going to win, win um, uh, MXON, but I think he's one of our best guys to go. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Before we get going on the uh, on the 450 recap of Washougal, let's thank our sponsors again: uh, United Motorsports, UnitedMotorsports.com. Great company. If you're uh, in the Ohio or Kentucky region, they got six stores. Uh, check them out, and um, uh, they have pretty much everything that you need. Um, of course, Boxo is in there. Um, they're in stores actually in uh, united motorsports boxo usa uh check out their instagram post uh i'm always talking about their lifetime warranty well they just made a post today on instagram boxo usa and uh they they explain basically they got a great tutorial on what that process looks like so go check out their instagram post they just posted it this morning uh and then of course last but not least quadlock case uh, Quadlock case is, uh, I think it's the leading case. Um, they do a great job looking forward to using it. We are doing our adventure ride next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have the vibration dampener on there as well as it comes with a, um, phone charger. So, uh, make sure you guys tag along. We're going to be doing live updates. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Jet wins again. I mean, listen, well, Ricky, Chase Go. Ricky, let's let's um, Go I got one something real quick. Since Go. we're on the topic of MXON, yes, it'll it'll segue into the 450. I'm looking, okay, we got Deegan for for 250. Let's say he stamped that he's going for 250. Yeah. Um 450. We need two riders. Um 
and I know that, you know, we got AP. I don't know when Barsha is going to be back. Um, if he's even on the motorcycle yet, I haven't, I haven't really seen much, much about that, but then you, like I said, uh, Plessinger, um, and chase, um, Anderson road road better this weekend, still quite a, well, a long ways off, um, a third place that was way, way off, you know, but still who, 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 who do you think for the 450 class? Well, I'm going to have to take your approach, which is a great approach. Uh, I would reach out to uh, Fowler's Facts, Clinton Fowler. Uh, I would get a rundown of all the data. Won't have much on Barsha. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Barsha, he loves Europe. Um, so that that is consideration. So I know he hasn't raced much outdoors, but I just know he likes that vibe. I, at least I feel like he does. And he's a gamer. And he's a gamer. He has, he'll race you hard and dude, you know, like you can rattle those guys' cages. Per, I, I wouldn't say super easy, but you can rattle them up a little bit. Uh, so he would be great at that. Um, Plessinger. I mean, I think it's a toss up. I think to, uh, Plessinger or Hampshire on the 450. I mean, if, so, you, if, so, so no, no Jason. No, no. I was just going to say if Anderson keeps doing what he's doing, I think that maybe you maybe you take him. And the reason that I say that, RV, is because he has championship experience and running up front against the best guys in the world. And um, I think that he's he's, you know, getting towards the end of his career. Um, you know, he's 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 30 now, he's got a kid. So I think that the incentive to want to do well will be a little more elevated because he, he, you know, time is running out and he'll want to, maybe he thinks, or maybe this will be his last opportunity. So you have a little bit of extra motivation for that reason. And I feel like he's really embracing uh, the racing scene right now. Uh, So that's why I think that if he can continue to put in a couple more strong rides and he will get better because he's going to have more time on the bike. I think he'd probably be the, he'd be the 450 guy. Yep. Yeah. No, I think those are good. Chase, obviously, Plessinger, Barsha, Anderson. Um, if I can, if, if Justin can get back out on the track here fairly soon and at least catch these, I know we have two week, two weekends off here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I would say, um, without knowing anything that it's, I would say it's probably a high probability that we would, we're going to see him at, at these next three rounds just because of the week that these two weekends off get mm-hmm. some more riding in if he's riding currently. And, and um, J- Justin's a gamer too. So I think for me, I would pick chase Justin and, um, yeah. and uh, Hayden for, for that, you know, cause like you said, Justin likes, likes Europe does seems to do well there. And also he's, he's another gamer. He can, he can, he can go race with the best of them in the world. Okay. So you talk about that and you talk about chase. What is the, when is the date for, for MX of nations? Is it the first of October? If it's the first of October, I mean, is chase riding at KTM? Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know. Then what do you do? Yeah. Then I don't know. I, I don't at that point. Yeah. It's a new motorcycle. It's not like you're going from, from aluminum to aluminum. You're going from an aluminum to a steel, um, oh, October dude. 6th through the 8th. Ooh. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really close one. You know, I know, I know the guys, I just watched, um, Lomel yesterday and it's no, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's no joke. The guys over there, like, um, 
I know Lomo's a, a little bit of a, it's, it's a different track. We don't have sand like that, but um, it, the, the guys are, are riding unbelievably well right now in Europe. So it's going to be a tough one with regardless of who we send over. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Sexton and you just have to assume that he, you know, the, the transfer date from, from Honda to KTM is October one only way I'm doing it because let's listen, you, you got to think he's ridden the bike by now. Right. So he knows what he's got. Don't you think? I, I would think he's, he's been on it once. I would think he's been on it once. I don't think you do a deal of that size of that magnitude of that money, um, without swinging a leg over a bike, mm-hmm. um, and a career change like that. So, mm-hmm. um, has he been on it more than once? I, I doubt he's probably been on it more than once, maybe twice at the, at, at the most, but at that point, at, at this point, he's got to keep doing what he's doing and training on the current motorcycle he's on and his current program because he's, he's in a title fight. So, um, yeah, maybe once or twice. So, um, that's what I was saying, like for, for chase, only way you go over there on that KTM is if you ride that bike for the first time and the thing is exponentially better where, you know, like you're, you're going from, let's just say a seven and 10 being the best on handling and you're going from a seven to eight right now to a nine and a half. Like mm-hmm. that's what I feel. Then Chase could feel comfortable because I know for me, I wouldn't want to go um, on a bike that is, is not performing at the top level on one of the biggest stages that we ever see, you know, yep. right? Yeah. I wouldn't want to put myself in that kind of exposure as much as I would love to race for the team and represent the, the, the country. I wouldn't, I also wouldn't want to underperform for the country as well, you know, if mm-hmm. there's something better. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. That was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> good question. Um, Jet goes, uh, Jet, Jet wins. Uh, <laughs> ah, well, another one. Shocker. Okay. Like what, what kind of controversy or not even controversy, but what kind of story are we going to try to make up before Unadilla of why he might get beat? I mean, yes, Chase is riding well. Um, he challenged um, Jet almost to the end this weekend and, and looks like he hit neutral. I mean, I'm not even trying to make up no stories, dude. I'm just trying mm. to like, you just have to I think it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. I, I, I think, I think um, Unadilla, I think, I mean, they both have, you know, great potential to go out and win, but I just think with, with Jet's ability to see what he sees and, you know, it's almost like the matrix for him. And in a lot of ways, sometimes um, Washougal, not so much with just the track, the way it is um, a little one line ish uh, shadows and things like that. No matter who you are, you go to that track and that track tests your abilities to how close you can push the limits on Washougal, no matter who you are. So I think that's one of the reasons why I don't say reasons, but that's, I think that's why maybe it was a, it looked to be a closer race. I'm hoping that chase can come out swinging at, at Unadilla. I always loved Unadilla. Um, Mm. but with, with, with jets creativeness, with his creative lines, the way he rides the motorcycle, how wide and big and large Unadilla is, it promotes Mm. a very, um, you can, as, as with, a a very, um, forward thinker rider you do end up doing very well there so i think with with jet's mentality and the way he thinks i think it's gonna be very hard to beat him at unadilla without a mistake from from jet's point 
Um, I'm with you. I mean, listen, I was, I saw some comments and stuff like that about, Oh my gosh, jet was making mistakes and all that. And I'm like, listen, guys, he's like, he's human. He's going to make mistakes. I never saw. I never you know how many mistakes me and you made. He, I mean, his feet wasn't hanging off and he wasn't hanging on by one arm. Kind of like you and I, like well, we almost crashed, dude. We almost crashed. That's what I was going to say. Have they not, have they forgotten what we look like? I, I know, dude, like if, if the legs ain't, dude, if your feet doesn't come off the foot pegs, you're not out of control in my Yeah, a couple that, times a moto. I, yeah, like that's that that's the limit. So he's going to be pushed to the limit. He's going to make mistakes. Yes, he, he is great. He's phenomenal. He does amazing things on the motorcycle. Uh, but dude, he's human. He's going, he's going to have slip ups. I think, the, I think the biggest thing, the hardest thing for Chase is, is I, I see, and I just kind of, it kind of popped into my head just now is, is I think he, he has to bridge that next little gap speed wise, right? It's not a lot. It's just a little bit to really get to jets rear fender. And mm -hmm. at that point he's on his rear fender, but is when he bridges that gap, can he put enough pressure on jet without passing jet to make a mistake? Because that's what I don't know or don't see happening. Not that it won't happen every now and then, but I feel like even if chase bridges the gap to be on his rear fender, I, I think jet holds it together. I think chase has to really put the pressure on and get, get past him, be able to pass him and put him in a p position um, of, of feeling vulnerable to where he's going to have to push it. But then again, does jet do that with his yeah. points lead that he has for, for the bragging rights of 22 and zero? that is. So everyone listening, if you're listening to title 24 or you're watching us on Peacock, what, what RV just said is key. And he's exactly right. He's a hundred percent. Right. And, uh, you just every, like, Jet was getting pressured this weekend, and I didn't see where he freaked out. I think he definitely stepped it up for sure, and, you know, he pushed it more, but he didn't ride over his limit. Did he make a couple of mistakes? Of course he did. Dude, the track wasn't perfect. It was brutal. You're going to have little slip-ups, but mm -hmm. – and I don't – yeah, that that's what I want to see. I want to see how he reacts. Does he turn it up and the guy is going – like crazy go back and watch some jet lawrence's and this is this will be this will be a great reference for everyone listening and watching this show go back and watch jet when he did that gnarly nose wheelie at anaheim when he was a rookie okay that's riding out of control mm -hmm. and doing anything and everything you can for the win i know it was last lap i know it was whatever but the dude was out of control sending it right Yep. I haven't seen that. And that's what I'm basing, like what you're saying and what, what you and I've been saying. That's what I'm basing it on. I don't see that kind of stuff. Yep. And little tip overs and things like this, like when he fell at high point, push the front, you know, like um, those are those those are little mistakes that are going to happen. I mean, um, you know, it's 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 motocross racing. Like I said, it's it's those to me. That's that was that was um, a mistake a little mistake, something that he was able to get, pick the bike back up, catch back up, get back to the lead and win the moto. Um, I think that's even more bragging rights. Hey guys, I fell and I still whooped your ass, Yeah, but 
you know, like I, I think that that's, you know, how many times have you fallen and got back up and won the race? It's actually more like you, you pat yourself even more on the yeah, back. It of, feels better. Doesn't it? It feels better. Yeah. Like, dude, I just, I got, I was, I was in the lead. I, I fell, I got back up and was still able to pat, catch and pass and get the win. I think that's, that's, that's even more of a feather. Bro, your you're so cocky, you know? dude. You're so, cocky. <laughs> <laughs> you're so cocky, bro. Um, I love it. Yeah, I know, right? So um, I wanted to play this soundbite from Jason Anderson. He, he's, been, he's been in this sport for a long time. He's raced some of the greats. Uh, he's done really well. And you wonder, like, I, li I listen to what he says. Just because he's been there, he's done that, and he sees it. He's in the trenches. I mean, I see him, you know, on TV, and I'll see him ride and, you know, like live. But I'm not riding the motorcycles with these guys. But – we have some sound from Jason after the race. Let's uh, let's listen and see what he has to say. One of the biggest things is is obviously you know he's he's very smooth. You know he's always has that rear tire connected to the ground and and he's always in the in the right part of the power. Um, I mean, as for me trying to learn, it's I I don't I think it's wrong for us sometimes to completely change who we are, but I think there's things that we can do to be better. You know, and obviously the way he uses the motorcycle and everything like that ha is you know he has like it's like every settings you know like on like 95 <laughs> you know um and and for us you know i think uh i think for me i have you know two legs two arms and, and my brain's still intact somewhat that um you know i have it in me to be able to to figure it out and um and try and be in a battle to to be up there you know and and you know, it's crazy that he's 19 years old and, and I'm 30 and, and, and I'm learning from him, you know, and it's, it's pretty cool, but um, it's changing the game. And I think that comes, you know, a lot. I think obviously back in the day, whenever you saw like Ricky and them, they were just kind of like more like wide open, like slam and stuff. And it's just seems like we're so much, we're becoming so much more methodical with the way we, we use uh, the motorcycle and stuff like that. And uh and for me, that's not doesn't come natural to me, you know. So I've, I'm I'm really having to uh, consciously, you know, try and try and figure that stuff out. But um, you know, that's uh, that's what we're we keep showing up and keep trying to problem solve, and you know, that's what we're addicted to. All right, I want to I want to comment really quick, RV, because I, I'd love to share this. I don't even think that I've talked to you about this, but I want to share it with the people tuning in to the pod. So I wrote down some notes here. That's why I'm looking to the side. And I love what Jason says there. Uh, there's, there's so much there. Uh, he's, he's right about everything that he says. I think for where he's at, um, well, number one, for sure, I, I would hang it out. I wasn't worried about being as precise. That was my way to beat certain guys. I knew that if I was willing, perfect example, I knew that, um, that Reedy wasn't going to hang it out. He, you know, he rode right in his limit. His limit was hella fast for sure. But I, if I was willing to take that risk, I knew that he wasn't going to. And if I could gap him, that would help. But I wrote something down, like, and I think our people would like to listen to this. I said, I was in the same spot he was in, Jason Anderson, with Stu, with Stu in 2006. Uh, I didn't change. So going into 2007, I wasn't going to race the championship because obviously I wasn't racing all year. So in that offseason, what I did, and James and I actually talked about this, James was so good at just firing off, right? Those first couple laps, like he didn't need to get warmed up or anything. So that off season, uh, dude, I would take like a siding lap at the practice track during the week, 
make sure it was good, make sure there were no wet spots. So I could just fire off instantly and do like as, as fast as I could go within, within control, but I was going for it, giving it a hundred percent. I actually trained myself, not my riding style, but just how I raced to where I could be more explosive earlier. And I did more longer sprints. I was doing like six lap sprints, eight lap sprints, like three or four sets at a time. And that helped me. Like when I went into 2007 racing part-time to, to Jason, like he's still trying to learn from this 19 year old that he's not necessarily going to change all of his riding style. I did that same thing and going into 2007 and I saw massive improvements. Number one, I was able to ride that edge early. And I think also that helped me out with arm pump. My body learned to be explosive early, mm -hmm. like my arms did. So I didn't, my, my forearms didn't blow up. So I think he's right on. I don't think that where he's at, he needs to change his riding style. I think that if he can be a little more precise and be craftier, it's going to be hard to do just because, yeah. That saying old dog new tricks can be tough but uh i i still like how he's a student and i never think we stop being students i hell i just told you a story i wasn't and i wasn't even going for a championship but i saw the results and that i you were always leading so i don't feel like you ever had to well i got a question so what what was your previous program leading up previously to that what did would you go out and give yourself a 15 minute warm-up and then no so what i asked up no no i wouldn't go i wouldn't do that i would just like instead of 15 i'd go you know seven to ten make sure it was good but then when i would start let's just say like if i was doing two 20 minute two, 220 lappers that day or 225 lappers on the supercross track i wouldn't just my speed wasn't where it needed to be early Early on. Yep. Because if I did do those sprint laps early, I'd blow up. My arms would blow up. Not, you know, uh, that, so that, that was always my biggest thing with Stu or if Reedy, when they had me on the rivet or all the guys that were a little bit faster than me that given day, they were so good at sprinting early. And when I did that, I could run the speed, but my arms would just blow up. So yep, then I, yep. I just had to rechange, you know, the way that, that I practiced. Yeah. did. So that's what yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, like for me, unless the track was very, very slippery, overwatered a little bit, we'd kind of just break it in very slowly. But honestly, I'd show up on a Tuesday, get out on the supercross track, do one slow lap for me, like really kind of just like I'm talking, rolling every jump. And then I'd go like two or three laps, like kind of hard to, to, to feel out the what the traction level was in the main line. And then essentially I looked at it like, I know I'm going to be, Eldon's going to have me out here all day. We're going to be putting in these motos. The least, the least that I put myself out there before I start, like, it, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'll be fresher. So I'd give myself like three warm up laps and that was it straight into a 20 or 25. Um, so I think that's not that I trained myself that way. I just looked at it as, you know, I guess it was less time on the motorcycle. <laughs> right. You know, that, that, and that makes, that makes complete sense. Dude, did you know, I mean, you, I'm sure you know about your whole career, but uh, you know, you never lost it. And for the people that listen to this show and watch this show that RV never lost a championship. Okay. Without getting outside hurt. of, outside of, of getting hurt. Uh, you didn't win your rookie 2009 450 season, but you yep. were sick. So you only raced 13 times. Uh, you didn't win 2010 Supercross because you got injured. 
Then you won the last four SX titles. You won both 2011 and 2013 MX seasons. 2009, you were injured. You missed 2010, 2012 due to injuries. Um, so as far as you and I, like we, we had very, very similar careers. And I don't know that a lot of people know that, but dude, you, that, that's gnarly. Like it, it is I, when from. I, when I was in, when I was in it, I never even thought about it. And only, I, I honestly, I think recently of the last probably two years of really kind of coming back in and really following every single weekend and going to more races and seeing what the guys go through, you know, because I was in it, I couldn't see outside my box. I was stuck in my box and, <laughs> and being removed for so many years and then kind of coming back in and then coming back into that box. But, but as a, as a, um, as a spectator, as a fan, um, you know, like I said, I'm welcome at pretty much any truck. I can kind of go anywhere so I can really immerse myself in that and kind of see what the guys are struggling with or, or the highs or the lows or whatever that is to really look back and, and, and realize that like, I think one of the seasons, I think I went, I won 11 races straight, um, towards the end of supercross yeah. and to do that, like is pretty bizarre, um, you know, and I mean, we're watching Jet do the same thing. It's pretty bizarre. We don't have a lot to talk about from Jet. We're, we're like you said, we're trying to almost make up stories um, to see how can he get beat, right? So, um, it, 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 these guys, these guys put themselves mental, mentally and physically, and I think more mentally. I think the body forgets pain. So the workouts and and how hard it is and all that. As soon as you take your gear off, you get in your air conditioned truck, or you get back home, you know, you're like, okay, phew, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm over it. Did Elvin teach you that? It's a good thing the body forgets. The good thing the body forgets. Yeah, he says the body can forget. And I think I, I, I really, I really, um, I think injuries for me. You know, like I, I think I noticed that. You know, like knee surgeries or when I blew my ankle up and had five or you know five plates and twenty screws put in it, and over a course of two surgeries that were eight and nine hours a piece, like oh. the pain and everything and the struggle of of that. Literally four months later, when the, when when you're like, okay, well. I'm walking, I'm normal. Like your body forgets the pain, right? It's the mental side that these guys have to deal with. I think that is, that is, that is one of the most critical parts that we don't really talk about that much. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why we don't talk about it is because it's such a complex conversation yeah. of how to read into your head or get into my head or how to make a guy better, how not, you know, what, what, how, what makes this guy tick? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, let me ask you this, dude. I know you like, like just kind of listening to what people have to say or reading what people have to say. Like, do you ever feel like they're trying to think what Jed is thinking and possibly maybe Jet's not thinking anything like he's just going, I think that's exactly, I, I mean, I think that the guys, that's how I think guys get in trouble and I can use an, a, a scenario for me and I can use and And I'll speak for and me. speak for and me. you. Yep. Yep. And, but I can use a scenario uh, if, if I'm going to put words in Dunge's mouth and maybe I'm completely wrong and maybe I am, but I would say that I think Dunge was more worried about what I was doing. And for me, I didn't, I, during the week, never one time did I think, well, what's Dunge doing? How much is he riding? What's he eating? How was he on the cycle? Is he on this? Is he on that? Is he, what's he doing? What, how is, what is he doing to be better than I am? I just looked at, I put my faith in my, in my, in, in, in my workload yep. in my program into Eldon. That's what I did. I paid him 
to get me into the best position I need to be in. And I trusted the process. Um, I think if you're trying to figure out how to, what's he doing, how can I be better than him? I think you only need to figure out what you need to do and what's going to be better for you and what's going to elevate your program. Not be like, Oh, I, I know Dunja's eating this. or I know he's drinking that. Or I, I think he's doing this. I think that's when you start to tailspin because you're worried about them and you're not worried about your own program. Yeah. You're being reactive and not proactive. hundred yep. percent. That, that's yep. exactly how I was because I was like this, the, you name it, whether it was K-Dub in my early days, whether it was MC, Lusk, uh, you know, then, then, then Chad, then Stu, like at the end of the day, if they're going to beat me, they're going to beat me, but I'm going to do what I think I need to do. And whatever happens, happens. I didn't think about anything. I was, I'm not, I wasn't worried about what Reedy was doing during the week. I wasn't worried about what, what Stu was, was doing. Now, as far as like, Oh, like thinking I knew how I would, I knew those guys' traits or characters of how yes. they, how they raced. Like I, I, but I didn't worry about it. I'm like, okay. no. And I think when that, when that came into, when you started to think that way, like the traits and the characters of how they race, that's Saturday morning based on the track, yeah. based on the jumps, based on the condition. Okay. It's totally. going to be, it's going to be, it's Anaheim too. We know the monster trucks have been here. We know the floor is very, very uh, slippery. So I, I got to watch myself. And if I watch myself and I put the pressure on James, more than likely he's going to push the front. I yep. mean, that's, yep. you know, if you can get him under enough pressure. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Or like for me, if, if we went to a track, like I didn't think about anything like going back to Reedy or Stu on the week or like I said, even the other guys, like I knew where they were good, but during the week I was doing what I needed to do. And if I got to the race, if the whoops were small, then I'm like, okay, dude, I have a really good shot. You know, like I'll be, would be even playing field? Or if it was hard pack, I'm like, okay, my bike is going to be great tonight. I'll be strong in these parts. These guys will be strong there. I just need to pay attention and take notice of where I need to execute and really put the emphasis on the track. Not overthink it, just do it, right? Like just, just do it. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to think that. Um, I think that's a little bit like Hayden right now. He has nothing to lose, you know, really like I obviously we, right. I know he's got a championship to lose, but he's a rookie. I don't think anybody really we knew he was going to be up front, but we didn't think he you know, I think most people probably didn't think he'd be in this position right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he he doesn't think a lot. I think he goes to the line knowing knowing that he's got some of the best equipment, knowing that he's a, a, a top three guy no matter what. And whatever, however the uh, cards fall when the gate drops, he leaves it all, all out on the track. I think he has nothing, nothing else to think about at this point, right? He's just yeah. going forward. He's not trying to manage anything. He mm -hmm. hasn't been in a managing situation. He's only, he's only been in a push situation, like go forward and, yeah. and, and, and push for, to, to close that points gap. Yeah, totally. Um, before we get to the quad lock question, Really quick, did you see uh, on Racer X where uh, Kiefer and Mathis rode the uh, factory HRC bikes? They rode Hunter's so bike. I, they rode yep, Chase. I got told that they were doing that. I haven't seen it yet. What's the results? Do we have okay, results? Well, so I at, I saw where Kiefer said he rode he rode the bikes, and uh, they all did. And so this is what I want to ask. Like we're gonna have to watch the podcast, obviously, to see how see what the um, see what the results were, but. Here's what I'm one. Here, here's what I'm I'm thinking. If Jet's bike handles better, does that mean that he knows how to set up a bike 
better than Chase knows how to set up a bike because you know, okay, that they both have the same opportunity. It, that's, that's what I feel. Okay. Unless yep. there is one certain circumstance and there might be, so I'm going to say this, I'm going to caveat it with this and jet has earned this. If there's only one part and RV, you know, this, that it's going to the points leader, you you've earned that right. It, that's just the way it is. Most of the time, I feel like these guys make, you know, the, the manufacturers will make two parts. So each guy has an equal opportunity. So again, like what if they, I mean, or maybe they just say, ah, they were both good in certain areas. One does one thing good. One does the other. So what, who do you give the advantage to? Because they all have the same, you know, this, uh, I'm assuming they have very close to the same opportunities to set the bike up where you, where, where you at on that? It, well, so I, th I think that I think being in Honda's position, being that you have you have um, Jet and Chase and being on the very similar equipment, I think if uh, I would have to bet if I'm Lars that it, being in this situation without trying to cause too many waves, you know that if there, we know that there's a part coming and we're only sending one in this scenario because you have two top guys, you don't have a, a top guy. And then you have like a, a, a third or fourth place guy. Like I always looked at like it was me and Jake or it was yep. James and burner or, you know, me, you and, always, I, me and Ivan, you and Ivan, you always had a, a gap right now. We have this too. I, 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 I find it very hard to believe that um, Japan's not sending two of those parts compared to, you know, a lot of times they'll spend, they'll send one. Um, I think that would just create massive turmoil and hot water. So I doubt that is to happen. Were to happen, but maybe it, maybe it could. But like to your point, Jet has has Jet has earned the right to if that were the that were the case. Yeah. Now to the setup part, I think that um, where I think this is what I would do, and I can only speak for myself. I would try to set my bike up to be pretty good everywhere, all um, tracks. All all, at all tracks, all conditions. And yep. I think I could, and I think if I had to, if I had to guess, that's, that's a little bit of what, um, jet is doing. And maybe if there is a, a discrepancy in, in bike setups and, and, and the way those motorcycles ride, like we don't have the results, like results yet, but is chase trying to chase after or fix a problem that is now creating another problem on, on another part of the track where, where jet is looking at, okay, I know the bike doesn't go insides very well. And why I use that is the Kawasaki never went insides very well for me. That's why you saw me on the outside a lot carrying speed. I knew the strong point of the motorcycle. I knew I couldn't fix it. I knew I couldn't get that Cowie to do, to, to ride, to take the lion's dunge road. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. So I think is, is maybe it's something like that. I'm chasing after something that, Hey, um, you're trying to make this section better, but it's actually making this worse over here. Um, and you keep doing, okay, well now I have this problem over here now and let's chase that. And okay, we fix that. Now we, we another problem arised over here instead of just having an 80% motorcycle or, or a 90% that's good everywhere. And you know that, and you ride it enough to know, okay, Washougal, I got to take the outsides or Unadilla, I got to do this or, or vice versa. You know, you learn your, you, you get so in tune with your motorcycle, you know, where it's good and where it's not. Right. Good stuff. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I'm actually, I'm interested to see what they say. Um, and, and, and if and, and some of the guys, like if Mathis or Kiefer, who, I don't even know who else wrote it, but if it's just, just those two guys, um, you know, 
maybe maybe jet setup is better for one of those guys compared to chases or vice versa maybe chases setup is better to that specific rider that'll be interesting to see but i'm with you um i always used to try to set my bike up similar to yours like where it worked you know good everywhere not perfect everywhere but good everywhere because i didn't want to be changing crap at from race, race to race and if i guarantee you if i asked johnny o this I'm sure he was going, he would tell me, yeah, that they, they got their bikes set up to, to where it's going to perform pretty good at, on all conditions. And that I feel myself personally. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I feel that's, that's the way it needs to go. Dude, uh, we got to do the quad lock question and we got to get yeah. out of here. So uh, uh, this quad lock question of the week comes from Oliver46 underscore two. Forkner took another hard hit. Why are some guys more injury prone than others? <laughs> Dude, he did take a – I felt bad. He did. He did. I mean, no. uh, you, I don't no. know. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> watching – we're watching the aerial footage right now. You can see him. This is, is – Got a is, bad jump, so let's start there. I, well, exactly where I was going is you're watching – we're watching the replay right now for folks that aren't – that are listeners instead of watching it. You can see this big old tire mark down the side of him, man um getting him cleaned up here it's it's beyond he knew as soon as that gate dropped he knew he was it was over so at that point that's where i this and this happened this that this guys this isn't the first time it's happened it happens the reason why he the reason why he missed all of supercross and in all of outdoors most of outdoors is from this same exact thing at anaheim one and tore his acl and blew his knee you know blew his knee all up and had to get it fixed um I think at this caliber, at this caliber, where he's at, as many gate drops as he's seen, I, I know he's he's probably in a desperation mode. Um, and that's maybe why some of these bad decisions are happening. But as soon as that gate dropped, he should have knew known that he was out of it. And I that that at that point it's managing to get through the first turn. Um, you can see here he just got totally pinched off and stayed in it. Like I feel like I don't know what he was looking at. I think for me. That's all I'm looking at is if I'm not in the leader's position and I'm back where he's at, all I'm looking at is, is where can the carnage come from? Who's yeah. it coming from? 
you know, that's all I'm doing is looking for what bike's going to come across and chop me off. Who's moving over? Because at that point he was, even the guys that he got chopped off with, he was behind their bars. And if you're one grip length behind their bars, it's over. You have to give them the right away. Yeah, I agree. And so to answer your question, first of all, Oliver 46 underscore two, thanks for the question. That is, that is awesome. Um, it, RV is a hundred percent right. I don't need to elaborate on it. I mean, it, it comes down to decision-making Lord knows I've made plenty of bad racing decisions, especially yep. early on, but I was able to learn, especially those first couple years in the 250 class. It's just like I had a decision to either gas it or not. And I did. And I ended up laying on the ground. I can't blame the track. I can't blame the bike. It was on me. 120%. And you just have to, you know, you have to know the circumstances, you have to know your surroundings, and you have to be willing to, to, to slow down a little bit. Or, yeah. hey, I got, first of all, in this particular situation, as we're talking about foreigner, he got a bad jump out of the gate. So automatically, you have to be more aware of your situation. And the same thing happened at A1, just, uh, you know, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the, I think the, the biggest difference is on both of these starts compared to if, if this would have been a first turn incident, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's a little bit different. If you're in, if you're sitting fifth in the first turn and, and, and guys on the inside of you lock bars and completely come across and take you out, that is, that's, that's really not on you. There's nothing yeah. you can do about that. That came from the side, hit you from the side. This scenario, we were still going straight. We were still on the straightaway. I feel like he should have been, uh, more of uh, more aware of the situation yeah. because like, we, right he, there he should have yep. let him out it is yep. what it is he's getting squeezed in yeah and then one i, I don't know who we got caught up in but, i don't know but that that sucker drug him down the start straight a good one <laughs> yeah that was it so there you go uh oliver um dm us and then uh our man jh will get you lined up with uh quad lock and we'll get you some great quad lock uh product thank you uh quad lock for the question of the week and supporting you you guys are doing a great job uh as far as motorsports this weekend there is no we got a couple weeks off from the uh, promoter cross championship however you can still get your mx fix weege and jt on smx insider thursday at 2 p.m on youtube saturday the xfinity series is in wisconsin uh, that's going to be good. 2.30 p.m. Eastern, Road America on NBC. The NASCAR Cup Series is at 2.30 Sunday, this Sunday at Richmond. That's on the that's going to be on the USA Network. Make sure you check in, dude. That's a short track. It's going to be epic in the world. Superbike check round. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, of course. That's going to be airing on CNBC. Um, I know that I will be tuned in to the NASCAR race. There was some fire this weekend between um, uh, Denny Hamlin and Larson. Larson um, uh, uh, talked about his displeasure with Denny Hamlin's <laughs> move. He said, hey, Denny Hamlin says, hey, he was in a position. He could have gassed it or rolled out. He didn't do that. It would have ended up the same way. Larson doesn't think that's the way it went down. Nevertheless, it'll be uh, – It'll be fun to watch, no doubt. I will say Denny, um, Denny Hamlin runs really good at Richmond, uh, but Kyle Larson won earlier this year in, in Richmond. That, that, was a, uh, that was a long one today, wasn't it, dude? Yeah, it was good. I mean, just, man, we, we have so much, you know, so much to talk about, and I think, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, the lights class, it's, gonna, it's, it's really going to come down to these last three rounds. Who can, 
who can stay on it. You know, we got two weekends off. I think a lot of these guys are going to get a break here. You know, I think, I think, you know, I think back to when I was racing or you were racing, we're probably back out at the test track on, on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. We'll get Monday off. We're back out on Tuesday. I think the, the trend has changed a little bit this um, with, I think a lot of these guys are going to get a breather, get, um, get recharged. And then they'll probably hit the, the end of this week or start next week and start getting back on it, you know, recharge the batteries a little bit this week and uh, start hitting it hard on Monday. But man, it's, it's coming down to, to be a great finale for, for this outdoor championship in the lights class. That's right. That's right. Hey, thanks to, uh, again, to our great sponsors, United Motorsports, Quad Lot Case, and of course, Boxo USA. Remember, if you want a 10% discount, promo code is TITLE24. You know, everyone likes to save a little bit of cheddar. Um, you can watch the pod on demand on Peacock, of course, and then the Motorsports on NBC's YouTube page. And remember, if you want to listen and not watch, pretty cool. Remember, you can listen to it on the Amazon Music. Head over to Amazon.com slash NBC Sports to get all the Peacock shows. And always remember, leave your comments and questions. We'll get to them uh, as much as uh, we'll get to as many as we possibly can. RV, this is my last little... Um, uh, vacation and by the way we have uh, no show next week we're going to be taking off so uh, this is my last little vacation uh, it's the last week basically the kids have off before they go back to, uh, to school I know this is crazy but your kids are growing fast my kids are going to start their uh, sophomore year of high school so that's pretty that that's gnarly <laughs> tell me about it but uh, we appreciate everyone thank you everyone Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.